Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Okay, so we've all been living in the world of virtual events for the past year. But you know what? There's still some myths around virtual events. I'm going to pull out six common myths, which I continue to hear about and the facts that just bust through those myths. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And speaking of busting out, let's bust out some theme music. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual and live events. I'm your host, Jim Cermak. Really excited to have you back here today on campus and we are going to be talking about myths, the myths around virtual events and the facts that kind of bust out those myths. Let's get to the truth. Let's get to the bottom of these myths. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, if you have not signed up for the email newsletter, get over to my website at tradeshowu.biz and right there on the homepage, please sign up. Not only get a free gift, but there's some amazing things coming up. So please get over there, do that as a favor to me in exchange for listening to these myths today. And also subscribe. Wherever you're listening to, just hit that subscribe button because there are some amazing and incredible, powerful interviews coming up. We're going to be doing a whole series on success stories of who is rocking it in the virtual event world and also the live event world, which is coming back. It's amazing to see some great live events happening and lastly, I've got to ask you, how's your brand? How's your company's brand? And if you are a little unsure about you know, what your company's brand even is, I got to get you in touch with my friend, Jess Adnich. Jess is the owner of Design Pod Studio. Check out episode 81. And she talked all about brand and she's offering a free one hour consultation. How cool is that? So you can, you can, chat with a branding expert about your brand no strings attached for a full hour and she will help you to understand what you need to do just send her an email at hello at designpod.studio that's hello at designpod.studio so send her an email and get that appointment scheduled there's nothing to lose and everything to gain in your branding and you can see all that she's doing at designpod.studio at her website. So check that out. And now let's dive into the six myths. These are the six top myths that I keep hearing out there and all about virtual events. So the first myth that I'm hearing is that, hey, live events, they're never going to come back. People are just too scared. They found that they don't need the live events. You know, that's what I'm hearing. But, you know, here's the fact. Here's the fact. Survey after survey after study is showing that 80% or more of the people who have gone to live events in the past, they are more than ready to come back. 
as long as the event is taking the, the proper health measures, of course, you know, that, that uh, they feel that they're going to be safe when they go. But they want to get back. They see that there's too many benefits of getting together in person, like building relationships and the opportunity to capture someone's attention. You know, these things are just lacking in the virtual world. They're getting better, but they're still lacking. So that's the first myth is that live events are just not going to come back anytime soon. But they will. They will. And they're starting to. And there's a whole momentum around that. And just on a side note, we need live events to come back for the world's economy. There's over a trillion dollar economic impact from live events worldwide. That's a trillion with a T. That's <laughs> a huge, huge number. So we need live events to come back in a big way. So that's myth number one. Live events will never come back. But yeah, here's the fact. They are. And they will and they are. So myth number two is that virtual events are just going to fade away because live events are coming back in a big way. You know, but here's the, here's the fact. Even with all the wonderful benefits of live in-person events, there have been some virtual trade shows and events that have seen huge, huge reach well beyond their uh, traditional audience, both in numbers and geographically. So I've heard and talked with, the, with companies and event organizers that have put on events that in the past were, you know, small-ish, maybe had... 1,000 to 2,000 people that would be attending. And they did a virtual event and got people from around the world with a virtual attendance of eight to 10,000 people. So literally a 5X times a return on their attendance. It's unreal that these people would never have gotten on a plane and traveled to this show, but they found benefit in it. So that's uh, that's what we're seeing out there. You know, what we'll most likely see is uh, as the shows come back live, is you're going to see that hybrid model coming in. It's going to continue to emerge. It's going to allow for both in person and virtual attendance. So that we're going to see that hybrid really taking shape here. So virtual events, myth number two: virtual events are going to fade away. They're not. Okay, they're they're going to just morph into something more powerful in a, in a hybrid world. So myth number three is that virtual events don't offer any good opportunities to connect and engage. While this myth may have been true at the beginning of the pandemic, the tools and the platforms have gotten so much better. They're being developed now with connections and engagements in mind. It's being very purposeful in the building of these platforms. They're throwing in things like video meeting scheduling. Think of being able to go into an exhibitor booth and scheduling a meeting that turns into like a Zoom meeting right there instantly, or you can schedule one in, in a half hour or whatever time is good for you, and then see that person and be able to talk to them face-to-face. -face. Just amazing. There's live chats during the events, during workshops, being able to connect with any attendee. You can do a search, find an attendee, find a company, and you can connect with them right there at the virtual show. You can connect with exhibitors, and even some of the speakers allow you to connect with them, have some one-on-one Q&A time with the speakers as well. So let me tell you, if you go to a virtual event or even maybe a webinar with a live chat and you don't connect with someone, 
it's pretty much your fault. <laughs> okay, it is nobody's fault but yours because there's so many tools available now for attendees to connect with exhibitors, with sponsors, with speakers, with other attendees. So there are great opportunities now in virtual events to connect and engage. That busts myth number three. Myth number four, not near as many people attend virtual events as they do live events. Well, I kind of already let the cat out of the bag with this one. <laughs> a couple of uh, myths ago, I talked about attendance is, is just through the roof on some of these events. You know, 5X, 10X, the number of attendees that there were at the live events. Because you have global reach. You have global reach when it's virtual. And most of these people are not going to get on a plane and spend the money to be at a live event. That's just the fact. So there is great opportunities there. You know, while perhaps some industries and some shows just don't translate as well to virtual and they don't get as much reach, and maybe there's even companies that may not have as many of their team members attend a virtual event than when it was live, the truth is, by being virtual, there's a much, much greater reach than live alone. That's just the fact. So that's myth number four that's just busted. Not near as many people attend virtual events as they do live events, but there are some industries where that is the case. Myth number five, virtual events are cheap to produce. Okay, so there's a huge, huge range here, but let's not compare apples and oranges. We're not talking about a 45-minute Zoom webinar that is cheap to produce. We're talking about a live event that went virtual to having this, a similar production value and similar reach as you would have had at a live event. So a multi-day live event compared to a multi-day virtual event may might be more expensive to produce, but a virtual event platforms for a major event can run anywhere from you know $20,000 on the low end to a half million and up on the high end. Now, just in the last episode, in episode 82, Brian Scott and Heather Holst-Knudsen told us how expensive and complex these platforms can be. It's just off the charts. And I highly recommend go back, check out episode 82 on the secrets for selecting the right virtual event platform. You will be astonished and amazed at this. And, and these two have just an amazing depth of knowledge. So you've got to listen to that. So here's the myth. Virtual events are cheap to produce. They're not. <laughs> they are not cheap to produce. Number six, the myth number six is that if I am running a virtual event, I can't charge for people to attend. You know, we just talked about the events not being cheap to produce, and there's no law against actually making a profit. So even if you do happen to get away on the low side and, and cut every corner and save the money, you're still spending a ton of time, and time is money. And guess what? There's no law against making a profit. <laughs> so we need companies making money. I hope I'm not going to get any haters with this, but you know, while it was great that businesses didn't charge, especially during the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was trying to be a little more compassionate and saying, "Hey, you know, I understand. You know, this time we're going to do it for free. You know, we're not going to charge anything." But you know what? It's time to change that trend. Even if it's a break-even situation where you're just making the money back, if that's all you want to do. But yes, you can and you should charge people to attend your virtual event. You know, maybe you want to have a free base offer. That's kind of cool. But then include bonuses to get some people to pay more for their tickets. 
like maybe an exclusive Q&A session with some of the, the keynote speakers or high-level speakers or include an ad for their company in an email blast or have a special networking opportunity. Whatever it is, use your creativity so that you can start charging. And a lot of those things I just said don't have any cost to them. They don't have any additional cost to them. So, But they are great added value to the attendees the sponsors, and the exhibitors. So please start charging. Let's bust that myth of you can't charge people to attend. So there you go, six myths, and we just crushed them. Busted them wide open with the facts. So just embrace virtual events and learn how to do them better. Go back and binge some of the older episodes on the tips and some of the interviews that we've had with some amazing, amazing guests all about virtual events. Take advantage of the global reach and do them right. Keep studying, keep learning how to do these things better and better and better. And then share this episode. I've got a little, little bit of homework. Go subscribe to the email newsletter. Go to my website, tradeshoe.biz, and subscribe on your podcast player and listen to more episodes. We'll see you next time right here on campus at Trade Show University.